Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're covering some Reddit relationship stories. If you're new to the channel, why not subscribe? We read Reddit stories every single day, so feel free to get involved, and let's jump straight in to today's stories. Now, before we do get into this story, I just want to give you a, just a pre-warning. It covers topics such as PPD and other mental health issues, and also mentions someone taking their life as well. It's in three sections, so it's one and then two updates from there on. And this story is from a throwaway account titled, My wife and her best friend accused me of having an affair, then got angry when I didn't have one. I, 31 male, and my wife, 29 female, had a baby last December. It was a traumatic birth and my wife developed postpartum depression. While she was originally going to go back to work after the birth, she's been struggling enough that we decided to wait until our daughter was a year old and reassess. She has been going to therapy weekly. With my wife home full time, I've had to work increased hours. This is something we discussed prior to making the decision and she knew this from the start. A few weeks ago, my boss approached me about a project that would require a lot of overtime in a short amount of time. It would be both great financially and for my career. I talked to my wife about it and she agreed that I should say yes to my boss. For the four weeks I'd be working on this, my mother-in-law and her best friend, Jessie, 29 female, name changed, would come help out with some of the duties that I typically do. Jessie is a stay-at-home mum with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. She began coming over during the day and would watch the kids with my wife. Three weeks into the project, it became clear that we'd need a few more weeks to get it together. I went home that night and talked to my wife about it. She said she was okay with it, but got very cold in the days after. It wasn't unusual behavior over the past few months, so I didn't think much about it and tried not to take it personally. During the last week of the project, I got home one night and saw that Jessie was still at the house. I didn't think much about it and said hi to her and my wife and went to go and check on our daughter. Before I could get to her room, I heard Jessie say something along the lines of, he doesn't even stop to greet you. Definitely a sign. I turned around and asked what it was a sign of. Immediately, my wife started crying and Jessie started accusing me of having an affair. She told me that I must hate my wife because she has PPD and I'm not attracted to her because she gained weight from the pregnancy. Neither of these things are true. I'm trying my best to help my wife through her PPD while supporting our family. I think she looks great how she is right now. She just hasn't wanted to have sex and I haven't pushed. Jessie then demanded to see my phone. I told her no. She told me that's a sign that I'm guilty. I told my wife that I would let her see my phone if she wanted to. She nodded and something inside me broke. I guess it was the thought that she actually believed I was having an affair really got to me and that she didn't trust me after everything we've been through. Well, she looked through the phone and there was no evidence. Jessie started saying that I deleted the evidence. She started screaming and woke up our daughter. So I told her to get out of the house. Eventually she left and I went to calm our daughter since my wife was still on the couch crying. When my daughter was asleep again, I sat down by my wife and tried to talk to her about what's been happening. She told me that she'd been worried ever since I started working all the overtime. 
I told her that we talked about how good of an opportunity it was and she agreed to letting me take on this project. She said it was very suspicious to increase the length of the project. I told her that sometimes that happens. She wanted more evidence, so I showed her messages and emails with timestamps from work and pay stubs showing the overtime. She said she believed me and was sorry for doubting me. It was just that Jesse had been telling her that these were all signs that I was cheating. I asked her why she believed Jesse more than me and why she didn't come to me with her concerns. She didn't have a real answer. It's been a couple of weeks and the project is over. I actually scaled back and I'm trying to work a little less than I was before the project so I can spend more time with my wife and daughter. But I feel so burnt out trying to do everything and becoming resentful because in the back of my mind, I know that my wife doesn't trust me. I ask myself what happens the next time I have a project or I have to run errands one day or if I have a business trip, am I going to come back every time to accusations that I'm cheating? I've tried bringing it up a couple of times, but my wife tells me that it's not the time and that she's tired or sad. I try to be mindful of her feelings, but I wonder if that means that I can never have any of my own. I'm not sure what to do here. Any advice for how I can move forward? Now, firstly, we have to just say, get Jessie out the picture. She's a bloody moron. She knows that her friend has got PPD and then is planting these little seeds in her mind, which is just... <sighs> why we know wife is in a fragile state at the moment with her ppd and having to deal with that but let's not forget about husband in this situation as well working these long hours trying to support his family and then coming back to accusations of cheating as well and then worrying about having to go out is he going to be accused of cheating in the future all this kind of thing it's not fair to op's mental health to be constantly on the edge either like a lot of times, and I'm sure it'd be suggested in the comments as well, like some sort of couples counseling or, or something like that to get you guys back on the same sort of level if possible, because Jesse is the one that's really damaged things here. And as I said, we do have an update, but we'll cover a couple of comments beforehand. One from Pirat who says, this is a shitty situation made worse by your wife's friend who is possibly projecting her own relationship issues on you guys. I'd go to couples counseling and keep reassuring your wife that you love her. Depression makes you think crazy things. I hope the best for you. Hop on Pop says, This sounds to me like Jesse is projecting onto your already very vulnerable wife. I'm happy to hear wife is already seeing a therapist and totally agree that couples counseling is important. But just so you know, your feelings are valid. You're pushing yourself too hard and stretching yourself too thin. It's okay to feel the way you do, but please make sure you address your feelings. Don't bury them because it's not the right time. It won't ever be the right time, which is where couples counseling can come and help force the conversation. You sound like a wonderful husband and your wife sounds like she is pretty great too. And hopefully with some help, you'll be back to your new normal with your little family. Best of luck, man. Fascination Street says, wow, Jesse should be crossed off the friend list immediately. Your wife is extremely unstable right now. The last thing she needs is someone putting lies into her head. Is there a way for the two of you to attend a couple of therapy sessions together to get all this discussed? This honestly doesn't sound like the one time a week session is sufficient for how bad her mental health may be. Is she on medication? You can't walk on eggshells and you can't put your job at risk by refusing work trips, etc. Jordan Tar says your wife's friend is doing her level best to destroy your relationship. She is telling your wife, who she must know is currently struggling with PPD, that you are cheating on her. In other words, she is knowingly trying to influence a person who isn't completely right in her mind to take a rash action that will destroy your marriage. You need to get her out of your life. 
And one more from Raptor Wright, who says, it's lovely of you to keep being so mindful of her feelings, but at some point she needs to set hers aside and be mindful of yours. I strongly suggest couples counseling because her avoidance isn't going to eliminate the elephant in the room. This isn't going to just blow over. Your very valid hurt, anger, and worry about the next time aren't going to evaporate and her richly deserved guilt is only worsening her already strained mental and emotional condition. On a related note, may I have Jesse's address? I just want to talk. Honest. Now we move on to the update to see what that says. Thank you to everyone for all the advice and support on my previous post. I think a lot of you pointed out what should have been obvious, that I need to get a therapist and start looking after my own mental health. A couple of people asked for an update, so I'm given one, but it's not happy. That night, I approached my wife and told her that I was going to find a therapist. I didn't connect it to her accusations or anything, just said that I was having a tough time and needed therapy. She shrugged and told me to do whatever. Next day, I got home from work and our room and my home office were ripped apart. Things everywhere, important papers scattered. I don't see her, but our daughter's in her room crying. My wife left her alone. Her cell phone's off. I called my in-laws and a few friends, but no one's seen her. I'm starting to get worried and I call my mum to see if she can babysit while I go out and look for her. Before my mum can get home, my wife gets back. Jessie's driving. Jessie doesn't come in. She hasn't been back in the house since I kicked her out because she was offended by my behaviour. But my wife does. She's clearly upset, being crying. I asked what happened. I thought at first that the house might have been robbed. She starts screaming at me that I'm being unfaithful and that the therapy is a front so I can meet my mistress. I try to calm her down and tell her that's not true, but she came at me and she hit me. My nose is broken. She kind of realized what she did and sat down on the couch and went comatose. Just stared at the wall. I went into my daughter's room and locked the door. Called my mum to tell her what happened. She was already on her way and my mother-in-law to ask her to come over and take care of my wife. I packed a bag for my daughter and went when my mum got there. We left. My wife didn't even look up. We dropped my daughter off with my dad and they went to urgent care for my nose. I got blood all over my mum's new Subaru. My daughter and I are staying with my parents for a while and my wife's staying with hers. I'm looking into getting a restraining order against Jessie. My wife and I are separating. I love her but I won't live with someone who hurts me and who could potentially hurt our daughter. I'm not going forward with divorce yet with my hopes that my wife will get treatment she needs and we can work things out. My in-laws told me they're looking at inpatient treatment at a local hospital. But I also have everything well documented in case of an eventual custody battle. My heart's broken because I know that this isn't my wife. This is a sickness in her mind, but I need to keep myself and our daughter safe and give her the space to recover. I'm hoping that this is the right decision. Thanks again, everyone. And then there's a second update to this post, which we're going to cover straight away, which says, there's more context for the situation in my post history. My wife passed on early Monday morning. Convinced by her best friend, Jesse, that I was having an affair that I did not have, she had a mental break which resulted in my taking our infant daughter and staying with my parents for a while. She was with her parents who planned on taking her to the hospital for inpatient treatment on Monday. On Sunday night, she came to my parents' house and demanded I give her our daughter. Because she had left her alone for several hours, the last time she was responsible for her and had gotten physical with me, I refused. I offered to let her come in and spend time with her while my parents and I were present. She didn't want to come in and wanted to take her daughter with her. She was upset but left eventually. A few hours later, she drove her parents' car into a tree and died. The friend, Jessie, came to see my daughter and me yesterday. 
After some tears, she told me that she was planning to speak at my wife's funeral. She had already cleared it with my in-laws, but was letting me know as a courtesy. I told her she would not be speaking at the funeral. We fought and she left after telling me that I was an arsehole and not the only person who loved my wife. I talked to my in-laws who were adamant that Jesse would be allowed to speak. She and my wife knew each other since they were kids and my in-laws are close to her. We're all very fragile right now and I fear that pushing this further would hurt my relationship with my in-laws, which I don't want. Still, the thought of seeing Jesse up there at my wife's funeral makes me feel sick. I don't think I can stand to listen to her, knowing that she took joy in my wife's deteriorating mental health and picked up my wife, leaving my daughter home alone. That being said, I don't trust myself to make the best decisions right now. My mind's clouded by grief, guilt and fear. My parents are split on what to do and I don't have the energy to reach out to my friend. So I'm coming here again to ask for your advice. Thank you. And what an absolutely heartbreaking end to that. I can't believe that one. But I got a question if, you know, the in-laws do know what what happened with Jessie and the way she was like telling her about, you know, that you was having an affair and all this kind of thing and putting these these seeds of, of doubt and poisoning her mind with this kind of stuff, already knowing, you know, that she's already suffering. But what an incredibly sad one. Haven't had one like that for quite some time. Now this story is an older post from five years ago, but it's been updated today. So it's from, is it real love? Who says long distance girlfriend, 28 female, has a close male friend who likes her. I'm 28 male, wondering what to do. My girlfriend is righteous, fair, and caring to the extreme. She wouldn't hurt a fly. Case in point, I once killed an ant that was on the table and she actually cried with real tears because she cares and she can't see any being, no matter which one, be in pain. Now onto my issue. We're in a long distance relationship and there's this guy at our work that is really desperately in love with her in my opinion. It started out as them becoming running partners while she was preparing for a marathon. They run together three times a week before work and long runs at that, sometimes 20 to 30K. They talk a lot during those and got to know each other. They hang out at work, they eat together and talk more. They are both kind of foodies. Actually, that's one of the special things between me and her. So they exchange things they've cooked, for example, jam in exchange for honey, homemade bread, things like that. Then sometimes they go to parties together, though as far as I know, he's invited for her a couple of times and she's always declined to go to a party with just him. If they're at a party together, it's because it's a group thing and they belong to the same group of people. Anyway, they go to parties and I think they hang out nicely there too. Lastly, although she declined to go to a party one-on-one with him, they do hang out together on Sunday afternoons and the like. So I'm 100% sure the guy is super into her. He does everything he can to hang out with her. Now onto her side. She wouldn't hurt me. I was wondering for a while whether she was capable of cheating behind my back and not telling me. In other words, her version of not hurting me. But I'm pretty sure that's not an option because one, we see each other often, every two weeks, and it's miraculously amazing every single time. Mind blowing. Never seen such synergy in a couple. Everything, the conversation, the love, the activities we do, the sex, absolutely everything. Two, we talk on the phone all the time. Every single evening, there's literally no available time in which she could actually cheat on me, unless they meet at 4am to 6am or something ridiculous like that. 
Three, she's pretty blunt. I don't think she would hide something like that. She's not the type to be afraid to break up. I think if she felt like it, she'd just do it because it would feel right. Having said all this, I don't know what to do, just like I'm 100% sure that the guy would love to be in a couple with her. I think she's also not indifferent and she would definitely go for it if she weren't with me. They're a pretty good match. They have similar backgrounds, more similar than her and I. They work at the same place and like hanging out at the same spots. They speak the same language, whereas with me, she has to speak English. None of us are native. He's a cool guy, young, smart, sportsy. He's got a lot going for him. It's a funny situation. On the one hand, it's super awesome to have a girl that's so true to you. I'm really sure she's not cheating. That's not the problem here. On the other hand, I'm pretty damn sure that if we weren't together, she'd be with that guy. It would just make absolutely no sense to not be with him. So the question is, is that an okay situation? Could one see it as her just keeping the guy as her backup in case we break up? And that's an okay thing to do. Is it an indication that I'm not showing her enough proof of my affection and she believes there's a possibility of breakup? Alternatively, she's somewhat naive about many things. It is actually possible that she doesn't notice anything and that she really thinks they're just friends and he has no special intentions. On the possibility that she's afraid of breakup and keeps him as a backup, unfortunately, I can't go much further with our current situation to give her a promise of security. We're long distance, so I wouldn't do anything crazy like proposing to her when we've never lived together. I guess the only reasonable thing I could do is quit my job and move to a city. But I love my job so much and I'm doing so well at it that it would be really hard for me to do that. Note that for the eventual plan, when we'd move in together, we'd go to a city where I can keep working for the same company. There are many such cities, but sadly, the one she lives in is not one of those where we have an office. I almost feel bad because they'd be such a great couple. I feel like I should make it easy for her and let her be with that guy. Be done with a long distance. Let them be married in their city and have a happy life together. With me, we have another one to two years of long distance to get through and then we'll probably have to both move to another city to be together. We've talked about it a lot. We're both okay with that plan. We both can't wait to move in together. But when you take a step back, it would just make so much more sense for them to be together instead. I guess sometimes love does strange things. I don't know if I should bring this up with her at all. As I said, nothing bad is actually happening at the moment. I just want to avoid that in one year, she suddenly has a change of heart and goes with him. And we all realize we lost one year of our lives. And frankly, if that happens, the two of them would still be fine. But the biggest loser would be me, since I'd be all alone and I'd have to start everything over. The stupidest part is that this wouldn't be a question at all if we lived in the same city. Because then she'd obviously spend all her time with me and she wouldn't have this enormous amount of time spent with this other guy. I don't know what to do. I'm happy with her and she's happy with me. I don't want to wake up one day and realize it was all a waste. I'm in my prime years now. I won't be any more in two to three years. Edit. Maybe a reasonable thing to do would be to talk to the guy. There aren't many opportunities for me to do so, but he might be at a gathering that we're going to attend next weekend. Sorry, don't want to give too many details. Now, as we know, we have an update. This was like five years ago, so we have an update today on this one. So we're going to cover that in a second. But me, I don't think I would. And this is just from my point of view. I'm not saying it's right. It could be totally wrong as well. But if I was in a long distance relationship like this and you guys got along really well, 
that's a that's a great sign by the way i think i would still feel a bit insecure in myself as well again probably just my feelings on this you know men and women can have friendships and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but the just from what it sounds like in the story the pure amount of time that they are spending together i think that would put me a little bit on edge even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My insecurities there, of course. And I think what I would be doing is having that heart-to-heart with your girlfriend. I wouldn't approach this guy about it because that's, I think that would potentially cause just drama. But I would talk to girlfriend and say, look, I am uncomfortable with this situation. And then maybe she might say something to put you at ease about it. As you said multiple times through the story, you have a great relationship together. I wouldn't just break up because, you know, you think they might be better together when you have a fantastic relationship yourselves and you have future plans as well. Don't just throw them away for nothing. When to me, I think there's an easy solution in just talking to your girlfriend about it. I don't think you'll be the first couple to go through this situation. I don't think you'll be the last either. With Trollala coming in and saying, I think the problem here is the vast amount of time she's spending one-on-one with a guy that isn't you. Even if those aren't official dates, she's been effectively dating this guy for a long while. I personally wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I would just set her down and discuss it. Relationship Unguru says, May I ask why you think this is not a form of cheating? In my male mind, I consider this kind of emotional cheating. It astounds me that many women can easily consider getting emotional support from men who are just friends, or at least what they would have us believe. All men I know consider this kind of emotional intimacy. Love and sex go hand in hand as in a relationship. Personally, I feel that your girlfriend is filling a void and probably waiting for you to do something about it, either break up or close the distance. You seem to be leaning towards the former. Either way, you need to make the move if you want peace of mind. Trollala comes in again and says, I wouldn't talk to the guy, but I would talk to your girlfriend about setting a few more boundaries. I personally would feel like this friendship has passed into the relationship zone a long time ago. You're effectively being cuckolded by this guy. He's dating your girlfriend and you know he is and you let your girlfriend continue dating him. Raging Ephelot says, the best thing to do is learn to trust your girlfriend. Now we go on to the update to see what that says. So updates, I brought up the topic and she was super cool about it. She was surprised and she said that it was just friendship on her side. However, she went up to the guy and asked him if he saw things the same way. He said he didn't, he was actually into her. So she told him that she's with me and they need to stop hanging out. It was never an issue after that. We still met him at a few parties, but it didn't make me feel bad at all. 
Reading the old post made me smile. It felt like a big issue back then, but she solved it so swiftly. I'm really thankful to her. We've had the most wonderful relationship since then and even before then. We're 33 years old now and still going strong together. We moved in together a couple of years ago and it's been amazing living together, traveling together, being together all the time. She's still so sweet. I love her with the bottom of my heart. With the bottom of my heart? From the bottom of my heart, I think it is. And it's obvious she loves me too. You never know how these things will turn out, but ours is a story to fill your heart with hope and love. Then he goes on to say that he's just going to delete the password of the throwaway account and any reference to it on their computer. And I just think, oh, isn't that lovely? (laughs) Cute couple. And I do love a wholesome update as well, especially one from five years ago. I think that's absolutely amazing. But what do you guys think of this one? I am grinning at the moment. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another one. And our next story comes from Diet Snapples. Me, 25 male, with my girlfriend, 24 female, of six months, wants to move in together, but she's pushing for a house she won't be paying for. My girlfriend, 24 female, and I, 25 male, have been together for just over six months. We dated in high school, eight years ago, for a few months and have dated on and off for periods between then and now, as time, work, proximity allowed. I went off to school, she stayed at home and worked. We both see each other as the person we want to marry and spend our lives with. Unfortunately, as of now, we both live at home with our respective parents. After a couple of years working odd jobs after graduating from my undergrad, I finally found solid employment and I'm at a point where financially I can get out the door on my own again. I've been looking at either renting an apartment or buying a home. I feel that I've been doing my homework and have done a lot of research into these options. I've met with my financial advisor, got him pre-approved for a mortgage to figure my purchasing power, continued to add to my savings, gone into a couple of homes and apartments, etc. I'm still on the fence about both of these options though. Now the issue. My girlfriend and I both believe that the next step in our relationship is to move in together, something we can't do when we both live at home. So she is very excited about the moving portion of this. She also heavily leaning towards the home buying direction. The problem with all of this is that she is currently unemployed and for the most part broke after finishing undergrad and preparing to start grad school. If we moved in together, it would be all on my dime rent mortgage plus utilities wise. She's begun pushing heavily, centering most of our conversations on buying a house or things we could do when we have our own home. She's even brought her parents into the equation. Her father has begun talking to me about pre-approvals and mortgages. Her mother has given me tons of advice and is all over me buying a home. I'm beginning to feel very overwhelmed. I almost feel like if I say no to a home that she's going to leave me or something. I'm not sure where to go or how to approach the situation. And we have a mini update on this one, which we'll cover after some comments. But to cover your very last line on that one, you say that if you say no to buying a home, she's going to leave you or something. Well, you know, I feel like if she does do that, then that's on her, not you. And you've sort of got your answer there and then. And I know you said that you've been dating on and off for a number of years, but you've only like been officially together by the sounds of it for six months, you said in this post. And, you know, that's a massive, that's a huge commitment to make within that time. And I don't think the smart thing to do would not to be financially to tie yourself to someone, you know, without having your finances protected in some sort of way. I'm not sure if you can do that in a way before marriage is there some sort of contract you can write up. 
I don't know. I really don't know that one. It just sounds to me like she gets everything and you're, you're getting pretty much nothing for <laughs> using all your money. I wouldn't do it myself. But Aruba says it's not just about whether she will pay for it or not. Moving in together is a big step in a relationship and it would probably be more rational to try that in an apartment that you would rent. Your couple works great right now, but maybe months of toilet seats up and socks all over the bedroom floor will change a few things. It's a completely different level of intimacy. From what you write, it looks like, might be wrong though, your girlfriend looks forward to playing house more than actually living with you. Maybe try living together in a rented apartment at first, just you know, in case it doesn't work out. I don't want to be pessimistic, but going from living at your parents from living together in a big house is a drastic change. You might want to insist on taking an intermediate step first. Stickyicky23 says, seriously man, six months is nowhere long enough for this level of commitment. Yes, if you feel ready to move in together, but I wouldn't advise you buy a house together as yet. I've seen so many of my friends who have discussed spending their lives together completely fall apart when it comes to cohabitating. Like people I thought were guaranteed to go the distance, but you introduced the stress of being with someone 24-7, the bills, and they imploded. I'm not trying to put you off, but this is massive, massive life decision. One that you shouldn't feel pressured into making. It doesn't mean you love your girlfriend any less if you put the brakes on buying a place. It means you're exercising prudence, as you would with any business deal. That's what buying a house amounts to. I haven't even started on the inequality there will be between you and your girlfriend while she's still at university. If she can't contribute, you'll really start to feel it and it's easy for resentment to creep in when you're not having to foot the bill for the house, food, bills, and any leisure activities you choose to engage in. Not that, but your priorities will be completely different and this can lead to people butting heads a lot. I speak from personal experience. She'll be focused on getting that MA. You'll be focused on work. You'll likely feel work is more important as it's keeping a roof over your head, whereas she thinks school is more important because it's her future. If you're looking for impartial advice, here it is. Six months, in my opinion, is far too short a time to be basing decisions upon which could affect the rest of your life. Renting is the low-risk alternative to make sure things are right before going ahead with a purchase. A decision to purchase made after a year of living together where she's finished her studies and is in a position to contribute makes more sense than a whim and a promise of more, wouldn't you say? Among the Living says, well, it's unreasonable for someone to expect another person to support them and pay for everything when they don't have a job. If she cannot understand this and leaves you, then it's for the best. If she truly wants to be with you, she will understand. She'll be upset about it either way. You have been working your ass off and doing the research, whereas she just wants to move out and live with you while not paying anything. Incomplete says, don't do it. If she's not going to financially contribute towards anything, don't do it. She can be slap happy all she wants about moving out. Of course she is. She potentially gets to move out without having to pay a cent. Who wouldn't be excited? Sit her down and have an adult conversation about it. If she wants to move out with you, she needs to also pay the bills. You two have only been together for six months and have been on and off multiple times. I'd be careful if I was you. And one more from Chamatos who says, I agree with many people that six months is pretty early to move in with someone, but let me tell you my story. I had a stable job making really good money, but was fired without cause in February, about three months after starting to date my boyfriend. My lease was up on my house in March and he had a big, nearly empty house after his divorce. We were planning on moving my furniture in with him and I'd stay with my sister until I found another job and an apartment. Well, I ended up moving in with the furniture and we've lived together happily since March. 
However, I do contribute financially to the household. It's not much, but I give him $250 in straight rent per month that will increase when I get a job and buy groceries and restaurant meals from time to time. I do also try to contribute my time to the relationship since it's one thing I do have. I do almost all the cleaning. I grew a vegetable garden and try to run errands. I don't like having to rely on my boyfriend and as soon as I can, I make sure I'm investing money into the relationship as equally as possible. I am super lucky that my boyfriend is awesome and has a good job and has helped me out as much as he has done so. The problem is, I don't know if your girlfriend is the same kind of independent person that I am. It's really possible that she could move in, let you pay for everything, ask for money and not contribute in any way. If she's going to school, you could be the person who basically foots the bill for her education, but she's not your wife. I moved in with my boyfriend and it's worked out, but it's definitely could have been terrible for him. Had I turned out to be a different kind of person, it was a big risk for him and one that I really hope I can reward him for properly. I have an interview next week. I hope I get the job. Good luck to you and I hope your decision, whichever you make, is the correct one. So an update of sorts. I thought it out. I think it's important to our relationship that I tell her that I'm not 100% comfortable with the idea of buying a house at the present moment and that I don't want to jump on this unless I am, especially seeing that it's entirely on me and my wallet. She may offer to help pay for a few things here and there, food and the like, but it's still a house that would be living under my name and money on the pretense that we decided after six months that we wanted a house because we think we are going to get married. It probably would be best to look at an apartment, if even if it's only for six or 12 month lease while we both save money, seeing that she's about to start grad school. If she can't accept this fact, then I guess we have to look at the relationship as a whole and see what else is going on. Thanks for the comments and advice. You all rock. And it sounds like a pretty positive update to me. But what do you guys make of this? What do you guys make of today's stories? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. If you'd like to subscribe for more Reddit stories, please do so. It'd be very, very helpful. And there's a playlist on your screen right now if you want to get involved in more relationships or am I the arsehole stories. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.